If you want to, if you've got a Bible, Second Kings seven. I'm going to read through some verses here. Um, you know, sometimes. How many, how, many, how many of you have had some of those prayers you've prayed and it's like, it's like three years later, Lord, I, I need this to happen yesterday? Okay. I thought every hand would be raised. I guess it's just me. Like, it's a lot. <laughs> so Elijah replied, listen to this message from the Lord. This is what the Lord says. By this time tomorrow in the markets of Samaria, by this, this is what I want you to hear. By this time tomorrow. I'm, I'm not saying your prayer is going to be answered by this time tomorrow, but this prayer was answered. And so what I'm trying to do is encourage you to, if, if there's something that has not been answered and you've gotten discouraged or are wondering if it's going to happen, I'm hoping to build your faith here and get you back to expecting because if, if you still have that desire in your heart, I believe that it's probably God that placed it there. And I can't answer why we don't see things happen as quickly as we would like. But I believe that if, it's, if the desires from God in his timing, which we all hope is right now, I know, but that prayer is going to be answered. And, you know, he, we may not understand it. But if it's taking longer than, than we think it should, he has reasons of why. So we just have to trust he's good. He knows the right timing. And sometimes it's he's trying to work through other people, too, to help to make it happen. And so be praying for that also, because sometimes some are a little slower, stubborn. All right. By this time tomorrow in the markets of Samaria, six quarts of choice flour will cost only one piece of silver, and 12 quarts of barley grain will cost only one piece of silver. The officer assisting... Now, you, you never want to be the officer. And you may not say this, but, but we've all probably been this officer at some point when we've gotten frustrated and we haven't seen our prayer answered. And maybe we've given up or said something to somebody negative about God or why hasn't this happened, whatever, whatever that might be. We don't want to be this guy. The officer assisting the king said to the man of God, that couldn't happen even if the Lord opened the windows of heaven. If, if I'm standing by you and you say this, I'm going to take off running because I'm thinking lightning, something. I don't know. Something's going to happen here. But Elijah, so remember, he is the prophet. You will see it happen with your own eyes. But you won't be able to eat any of it. Ouch. <laughs> oh, God. It's like, <laughs> you won't, you're going to see it, but you don't get any of it. Verse 3, now there were four men with leprosy sitting at the entrance of the city gates. You know, this, this right here, I, I think it's going to encourage somebody. Why should we sit here waiting to die? We will starve if we stay here. So maybe, maybe in your situation, kind of think about this. Why am I, why, why should I sit here any longer? Why should I wait any longer? And if it's not God's timing, please wait. Don't hear this wrong. 
But sometimes we've been waiting for a long time out of insecurity, out of not, oh, am I really hearing from God? How is this possible? Can this really happen? What, you know, be, I was going to teach on humility, be humble and, and with yourself and, and whether it's right now or maybe tonight, ask God, hey, is this not happening because I'm in fear? Because I've allowed the devil to make me feel incompetent or whatever that might be, okay? We will starve if we stay here, but with the famine in the city, we will starve if we go back there. So we might as well go out and surrender to the Aramean army. You know, I'm going to say this before I say this. The fear of death will stop you in your tracks. And, and maybe it's not death. Maybe it's the fear of something else. And it's from the devil. I'm trying to get you righteously angry here. It's from the devil. It's not from God, right? So we might as well go out and surrender to the Aramean army. These guys are like, well, we're going to starve. If we, we might as well do something, right? If they let us live, so much the better. But if they kill us, we would have died anyway. <laughs> I'm like, I, I was reading this yesterday and even again this morning. Oh, if they kill us, we would have died anyway. Zero fear of death at this point. Zero. And look what happens because of that. So at twilight, they set out. You know, I just want to say it like this. They've made a decision not to allow the devil to control them or stop them in any way. Is that happening to you? Be honest with yourself, please. So at twilight, they set out for the camp. So this is the other thing I'm seeing while I'm reading this. They made a decision. Well, if, if they kill us, whatever, if we stay here, we're going to die. So at twilight, they set out. So now they're at a place where they've determined, I'm not going to let this stop me. But then they, take, they actually take the next step. And some of you have probably made a decision several times. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. But you're still in the same spot. Ouch. All right. So at twilight, I'm going to get through this. So at twilight, they set out for the camp of the Arameans. But when they came to the edge of the camp, no one was there. And the devil... He, he's got you seeing all these people or Whoa. all this stuff in front of you, and there's zero true to it. There's wow. no one there. Like, like the land Good. is, whatever that might be, a job, the land, the, whatever it might be, it is open for the taking, but you're still where you were because you haven't made this decision. It's easy to talk, but it's a little bit different to take a step. Get up especially if you're believing a lie and you don't even know it's a lie. But the devil is the father of lies. There's no truth in him. So, and my sheep know my voice and the voice of a stranger, they will not follow. So if you're getting confused, you say, okay, but I know his voice and this voice, this is a liar. But when they came to the edge of the camp, no one was there. For the Lord, (laughs) I love this, had caused the Aramean army to hear the clatter of speeding chariots. You know, God knows how to answer your... He knows how to make this thing that looks so impossible to you happen, Joe. All right. (laughs) 
Hey, man, all, all the messages are always for me first, right? <laughs> for the Lord had caused the Aramean army to hear the clatter of speeding chariots and the galloping of horses and the sounds of a great army approaching. None of this was happening. The king of Israel has hired the Hittites and Egyptians to attack us. They cried to one another. So they panicked and ran. I don't want to copy that. So they panicked and ran into the night, abandoning their tents, horses, donkeys, and everything else as they fled for their lives. All of a sudden, all the wealth in the world means nothing to them. They're like, we are out of here. When the men with leprosy, leprosy arrived at the edge of the camp, they went into one tent after another, eating and drinking wine, and they carried off silver and gold and clothing and hid it. So you're talking about lepers that are starving to death, and all of a sudden they've got everything. That, that fast. Do you guys believe God can make it happen that fast? So if you've gotten discouraged, if you've given up, please be encouraged and and. Get your expectations back up and and get back in faith. And remember this, this God that I'm reading here is the same God that we serve. It's the same God. And you know what? This was old covenant. We are under a better, better covenant, word. right? <laughs> All right. And they carried, oh, man, I love this. They went into one tent after another. They didn't just go into one, and I don't know how many there were, but they were checking them all out. They weren't going to miss one thing. <sighs> Finally, I love it. This, this is their heart. So these are lepers that, you know, they got to stay a certain distance from everybody, and I don't know if they've been treated badly, possibly. I'm, I'm sure, probably so, <laughs> but I love their hearts. Finally, they said to each other, this is not right. <laughs> This is a day of good news. And you know what? How many of you know the gospel is the good news? And we know it. And it isn't right if we're not sharing it with these people out here that don't know what we know. This is a day of good news and we aren't sharing it with anyone. If we wait until morning, some calamity will certainly fall upon us. Come on, let's go back and tell the people at the palace. They're going to, I guarantee you, they're going back and they're talking to. Maybe not everybody, but some people that have treated them badly and distanced themselves and thought who knows what because they were lepers. So they went back to the city and told the gatekeepers what had happened. We went out to the Aramean camp, they said, and no one was there. The horses and donkeys were tethered and the tents were all in order, but there wasn't a single person around. Then the gatekeepers shouted news, the news to the people in the palace. Verse 12. The king got out of bed in the middle of the night and told his officers, I know what has happened, but he's wrong. <laughs> you think you know what's happened? We don't know everything. I'm trying to help you here. We do not know everything. Even though it seems so right, and we believe we are so right, Okay, the king got out of bed in the middle of the night and told his officers, I know what has happened. The Arameans know we are starving, so they've left their camp and have hidden in the fields. They are expecting us to leave the city, and then they will take us alive and capture the city. Negative. 
One of his officers, thank God. You know, it is so important who you are hanging out with and who you have around you. I'll prove it right here. One of his officers replied, we'd better send out scouts to check into this. Or otherwise, it's not going to happen because the king thinks he's right. Let them take five of the remaining horses. If something happens to them, it will be no worse than if they stay here and die with the rest of us. (laughs) I mean, these guys, they're, they're like, hey, nothing can happen, right? So two chariots, again, they did something. They did something, right? So two chariots with horses were prepared, and the king sent scouts to see what had happened to the Aramean army. They went all the way to the Jordan River. You know, I don't know how far this was, and but there's in in life at times, man, you got to be willing to work. You got to make some effort. You got to do whatever it's going to take to to see something happen. Okay, they went all the way, and, and it says all the way. I guess you could look it up. You can find out how far it was to the Jordan River following a trail of clothing and equipment that the Arameans had thrown away in their mad rush to escape. The scouts returned and told the king about it. Then the people of Samaria rushed out and plundered the Aramean camp. They got, they got it all. So it was true that six quarts of choice flour were sold that day for one piece of silver. You know, this... This sounded impossible to everybody, but it's happened. If God says it's going to happen, it's going to happen. But you got to make sure you're doing your part to, to, to get what he's got for you, okay? Whatever, whatever that is, we, we have our part to do. Uh, Tess and I, we could still be talking about planting this church. And, and man, when we were doing research and learning a lot of things and stuff, man, at some point you can get a little bit overwhelmed. It's like, goodness gracious, man, this is going to be a lot of work. And this is, this is too hard. And we, we're not qualified for this. And whatever, whatever the enemy might be telling you. And, and this hasn't happened because we've done it all perfectly either. I can promise you that. And 12 quarts of barley grain were sold for one piece of silver, just as the Lord had promised and so we got to come back to what has God promised and then remind ourselves a lot of times we say remind him that's fine I, I I get it but he hadn't forgotten we need to remember though we need to remember that's why when I was I was standing there and they were singing this song I thought man this is a great time to pray all of his promises are yes and amen yeah the king appointed his officer, and if you if you got anything to say, just let me know. The king appointed to the king appointed his officer to control the traffic at the gate, but he was knocked down and trampled to death as the people rushed out. So everything happened exactly as the man of God had predicted. When when God says something's going to happen, you can count on it. It's going to happen. And if you want to be a part in it, you got to take that step. Can I say it again? So everything happened exactly as the man of God had predicted when the king came to his house. 
The man of God had said to the king, by this time tomorrow in the markets of Samaria, six quarts of choice flour will cost one piece of silver and 12 quarts of barley grain will cost one piece of silver. The king's officer had replied that couldn't happen even if the Lord opened the windows of heaven. Don't be this person. The man of God had said, you will see it with your own eyes, but you won't be able to eat any of it. And so it was for the people trampled him to death at the gate. And so I guess what the Lord is trying to say through this is be in faith and and whatever it is that even looks impossible to you, if God has placed a desire in your heart, if he has spoken it to you, Take that first step, whatever that is. Ask him what that first, a lot of times we don't even know what that first step is. For me, so much of the time, because I spent so many years in sales, it was making that phone call. It was knocking on that door. I guarantee you, man, when you're out knocking on doors and you're getting screamed at all the time and told you're the third person this day and whatever, But you start getting them six and seven and eight hundred and thousand dollar checks, and you got like forty five minutes. That's it, tied up in a whole job. You'll start. You'll keep knocking on those doors. I just got to. And you know what? Sales helped me so much with with this. All those years, and sometimes I, I'd cry, and it was hard, and it'd be like, and I and I'd come home and have to tell Tessa I didn't sell any roofs this today or this week or whatever. Well, I guess I guess we're buying groceries on the credit card this week, <laughs> and we did. <laughs> we weren't going to starve, right? <laughs> uh, we paid them all off. Don't worry, every bit of them. Thank you, Jesus. So, okay, so I'm just going to wrap this up with a beautiful bow. After everything you just taught about about just stepping out in faith. So even even just why we come together on Wednesdays like this. So I'm reading from Hebrews chapter 10, and I'm going to read from verse 19. So dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new and living way through the curtain into the most holy place. Verse 21, since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him for our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean and our bodies have been washed with pure water. So here's the key. Verse 23. So let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another on to acts of love and good works. There it is right there. So we, I don't know, brothers and sisters, who you've talked to, who you've shared with, even if it's your spouse, and you've got these promises that you know God has shown you and spoken, and you've, you've told somebody, and you've said something, and, and here it is six months later. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, how can we let it, verse 24, let us think of ways to motivate one another on to act. To do something about that. Let us think of ways. If we love one another and we want to see those promises come to pass, we're not going to get there just by talking. It's going to take action. So let us think of ways to motivate one another onto acts of love and good works. Verse 24. And this, 
is in the same passage. This is what I mean by how important it is even for us to get together tonight like we are. And let us not neglect meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. You guys, there's so much God wants to do in us, for us, you know, for our families, for our kids, for our relationships, in our jobs, in our just, there's so much he wants to do. He wants to show himself good and mighty and strong on our behalf. But even more importantly, he wants to do things through us that display his power and his glory and his goodness to a dark and hungry, thirsty, dying, searching world. And so I, I think... As we, as this, as a family, think of ways to, you know, motivate and spur one another on. Another translation says to take action. Take action, man. So, what have you done this week? Like, what if every week we get together, and we say to our brother and sister about something that they, I just know God show me this is what I'm supposed to do, and then the next week, and man, yeah, God's been telling me this is what I need to do. What have we said? So, what you do this week? Like, what'd you do? Like, and if your answer, no condemnation, if your answer is like, ah, yeah, I know. I didn't do anything this week, but I can change that. And, and think of ways. Be, be creative. Be kind. But be honest. We just talked last week about speaking the truth and love to one another. Like, if you actually love me, you'll tell me the truth. Right. If I actually love you, Parker, I'm going to tell you the truth. You're beautiful, I'm gonna babe. <laughs> oh, thank Thanks, babe. <laughs> what was that for? You said to speak the truth in love. Oh. <laughs> it was just so... Well, thanks. I'm beautiful. But anyway, um, but truly, um, that's what this time is even for. You know? Yeah, we go to... Like, we started off just going straight into his presence by the blood of our Savior and knowing that he's trustworthy and he's going to do what he said. And then as brothers and sisters, we say this way, you know, vertically, we're, we're just, he's faithful, he's true, we can trust him, and he's worthy of honor and praise. Secondarily, it, the relationship goes horizontal. We say to our brothers and sisters, now, what are you going to do with that promise? What are you doing right now with what he's shown you? What is he showing you? What is he speaking to you? And motivate each other. We need that. Amen? So, that was really good. I hope everything that Pastor Joe shared and just I wrapped it up with a little bow there. Yeah. Just encourage you guys and remember um, to just pray for one another, encourage one another, motivate each other, love on each other, and eat more pizza. Amen. There's, there's plenty left, yeah. So. Well, Father, in Jesus' name, thank you so much for midweek. Lord, thank you that everything you have purposed in your heart for this middle-of-the-week connection will come to pass. Father, just show us creative ways and, and um, just special ways to connect at a heart level as a family. Show us what you're saying. Show us what you're doing. Because we just want to be right in the center of your will, listening and obeying, taking action when, it's, when you say to take action. 
Father, just walking in humility, but boldness and confidence in the promises that you've given us. So, Father, uh, we just commit the rest of this night to you, Lord, and we just love you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. We love you guys. Hey.